Flee like a bird to the mountains. What do you do in moments of anxiety? How do you behave when you feel panicky? Do you shout or scream? Do you overeat or overreact? Do you want to run away and hide? That was the advice David was given in our psalm that we're looking at this morning that he faced a stress-filled situation. Flee like a bird, David, to the mountains. We don't know when exactly in David's life this psalm is referring to. What we know is that David lived in a royal palace both before he became king and after he became king. And in both these eras of his life, he faced stress-filled situations many where his life was even threatened. So we can imagine him receiving this advice from his counsellors to flee like a bird to the mountains. Like David is feeling in this psalm, we are living in times of huge anxiety. What the psychologists will tell us is that for our anxiety levels to rise, two factors need to be present in our lives. Firstly, we have a sense of vulnerability. In other words, a real danger to worry about and secondly we have no control over our circumstances when these two factors are present in our lives where we have no control over our circumstances and we have this sense of vulnerability then we will feel our anxiety levels rising in our COVID-19 world in our COVID-19 island our anxiety levels have gone through the roof This is why we search for something to try and control. At first, that was seen in us trying to buy all the loo rolls so nobody could get any loo rolls. In more recent times, when I've been going to the shops, what I've been finding is there's no self-raising flour. And that's raised my anxiety levels because this week on the day when Captain Tom celebrates his century, I celebrate my half a century. And I'd really like some self-raising flowers. So amidst everything else that has changed in our world, I could at least eat some birthday cake. So stop hoarding all the self-raising flower. While we may not have fled like a bird to the mountains, we have retreated to our homes into refuge. All of us have been in lockdown now for four weeks. Some of us have been in lockdown for six or seven weeks, maybe longer. But have you noticed something? For most of us, if not all of us, our anxiety levels have still remained high. We don't need to visit each other's homes to know this is the case. We could see the evidence all around us. I've said before how the emotional and mental and social and personal well-being of our island will be impacted hugely by the COVID-19 pandemic. Here's five recent headlines that I've seen or read or heard. Maybe you've seen or read or heard these headlines as well. Not all of them originate in our island. Some come from further afield, but I have no reason to believe that those that come from further afield, the same scenario is not true in our island. Firstly, there was the email I received from the, from a school. Maybe like me, you've got children who are still in full-time education. And I received an, an email from one of their, their head teachers speaking to me about the dangers of the increased risks to child safeguarding during this pandemic because of the increases in domestic violence. 
Maybe you saw that survey that said that 51% of Islanders fear for their livelihood. Maybe you saw that headline of the increase in alcohol-related problems due to more alcohol being drunk at home. We've seen a rise in a spike in online pornography. And of course, we've seen that word, that number 19 associated with COVID-19 being seen in a different light as the number of extra pounds we might put on during lockdown. We, like David was facing it in this psalm, are facing a situation of huge anxiety. The author and pastor Max Lacado writes, The presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is optional. The presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is optional. If the presence, therefore, of anxiety is unavoidable, how can we make the prison of anxiety optional? This is where Psalm 11 helps us. It is one of a lesser known of a number of psalms that speak of how God can be our refuge in times of panicky situations. Psalm 46 is perhaps the most famous that we know. Uh, that speaks of God being a refuge and a strength and ever-present help in our times of trouble. And the psalmist implores us to be still and know who God is. Psalm 91 is another that we might know that speaks about the comfort that, that is brought for those of us who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 11 is another one of those psalms. In it we read in verse 3, we read, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundations there can refer to the very social fabric that we've been used to. That very social fabric that the COVID-19 pandemic has left devastated, where everything that we've always known, we've kind of had to think again and our anxiety levels have risen. So therefore this psalm speaks to us right in the very midst of our higher levels of anxiety, of how we cannot make them a prison and a hold over us. And this psalm speaks in two ways of how we can do this. We find those two ways in verse 4. One way relates to our hearts, the other relates to our minds. So in this world where this pandemic battles for our hearts and our minds, God speaks right to the very centre of both through these words that David writes in verse 4 when he says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. The Lord's throne in heaven relates to our minds. It speaks of how God is in control of our world. Towards the end of the Second World War, there was a study produced examining the impact of, of combat on various different types of servicemen. It looked at a whole range of different types of servicemen and what happened to their anxiety levels during a combat situation. Not surprisingly for all of them, their, their combat levels rose. Yet it found at first a baffling conclusion for them because the servicemen with the highest death rates were actually the calmest. The servicemen in the Second World War that had the highest death rates were the fighter pilots, yet they were the calmest. 
So the researchers pressed further into this evidence to examine why this might be the case, that the karma servicemen had the highest death rates. When it pressed further into the evidence, what, what it found was the reason why the fighter pilots felt the karmas was because they had their hand on the control of the plane and they could see all that was going to happen before them. In other words, what that means is this. The fighter pilots were living with an illusion, an illusion that they were in control. Here's the point. Our COVID-19 world has shattered the illusion that we are in control of anything. Maybe for you this was your finances, or your job, or your health, or your lifestyle. And an invisible virus has come along and changed the reality and increased our anxiety levels. Yet David reminds us in this psalm of what has always been true. The Lord is on his throne. In other words, the Lord is in control of our world. Of course, God being on our throne is only a comfort to us if we have an attitude of humility. That God knows best for our lives and that he will work out everything in our lives for his glory and for our good in the long term. It also requires humility that God might know something that we do not. At the heart of the prophecy we shared last week about our church is 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. It speaks of us playing a part as a church of coming to God in Humble repentance to acknowledge his sovereignty over our lives. We need him. That humility includes even being able to say when we know God is in control of our lives, that he will also get it right. The Lord is on his throne speaks to our mind. It is though a distant concept. The Lord is in his holy temple speaks to our heart and it becomes much more personal and close up. Here's why. In David's day, anyone could go in the temple and meet with God. Yet in David's day, you didn't really see God's presence in the temple because he was behind a veil in the part of the temple that was known as the Holy of Holies. And only the high priest could go behind the veil and only once a year. When Jesus lived on this earth, on one occasion, he famously went into the temple in Jerusalem. And he, when he was speaking to the Jewish authorities, he responded to them by saying these words, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jewish authorities thought Jesus was mad. How could possibly a building that's taken decades to be built, how could Jesus rebuild it in three days? But of course, he was referring to the temple of his body and to his death and resurrection. When Jesus died on the cross that Good Friday, one of the most significant things that happened, happened in that temple in Jerusalem. Where that veil that had separated us all from the presence of God, we read, was torn in two from top to bottom. Therefore, removing the barrier between us and God and meaning that we could know God in a real an intimate way through knowing Jesus Christ. We not only need Jesus, it also warms our hearts knowing him. 
As we explore further this prophecy for our church, one of the ways in which we come in humble repentance before God is to seek his face. To seek the Lord's face means more than just praying. It means to seek his presence, to know God in an intimate way. And that only comes through knowing the risen Jesus in your life. And when you know Jesus in this way, you know the presence of his peace that he brings that frees us from those chains of anxiety that can so much have a hold over our lives. And we live in so much freedom rather than being held captive by our anxiety. I don't know about you, but I find it highly significant at this time. Looking at the lockdown situation the disciples were facing that first Easter, and in all the, that in all the resurrection accounts, we read that when Jesus appeared to the disciples in their lockdown scenario, he greets them with these words, Peace be with you. The same risen Jesus wants you to know and me to know in our lockdown rooms, in the presence of our heightened anxiety, that we can be free from the prison of anxiety. He can come into our lockdown rooms right now and bring you the presence of his peace. He is just waiting for an invitation. Shall we pray? You might want to just open your hands and pray this prayer with me. That Jesus would come and bring his peace into your lockdown room. Sovereign Lord, who heard the humble tax collector cry out in your temple, God be merciful to me, a sinner. We echo his words of humility. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. Have mercy on me, a sinner. We need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Would you hear our cry? Would you hear my cry? As you came and stood among those disciples, would you come by your spirit and be amongst us, bringing the gift of the presence of your peace into our lockdown homes? In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. 